0: Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. And on Tuesdays, we call Together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha Brangenberg as we tackle marriage and relationship issues and talk about how they impact our home life and our work life. A lot of us just go through life we don't even like to pay attention to. We, we like to segment our lives so that our relationship garbage at home doesn't impact our workplace. But guess what? What? That's impossible. Everything that goes on at home impacts you during the day. It just is impossible to segment your life. So, for the last, I don't know, several months, we've been tackling on Tuesdays the lies that couples believe. But we have found, Martha, haven't we, an amazing amount of times where that lie flows right into our relationships in the workplace as well.
1: Oh, most definitely. Because relationships are all about, um, well, I can't even summarize it in what it's all about. (laughs) There's so much included in a very complex, I mean, relationships are complicated. I think that's what it boils down to. And the more we learn about how to to have healthy relationships, the more we can effectively uh, get along with our coworkers, our spouses, our kids, our family, our neighbors, the list goes on and on.
0: I'm just waiting to see how long that list could go. <laughs> All right, so as Martha and I always have a lot of fun on the air together, we, we do have a good time. We have a good time off the air, too, but you the good time on the air. We love to just share transparently with you. We love for you guys to just learn from our mistakes, learn from our screw-ups, and, and have some fun listening along. We have been studying this book and talking through this book Called "The Lies That Couples Believe" by Dr. Chris Thurman, and it's been an excellent book, really highlighting some of the most pervasive, invasive, corrosive. Anything else with a sieve at the end? I'm sure there is. Uh, items that are are destroy. Oh, destructive things in a in a marriage relationship. But here's one that we. This is a theme that Martha and I have continued to see as we mentor married and pre-married couples. Across the country and around Tampa Bay is that there are often lies that couples believe about themselves. Lies that spouses believe about themselves. And so the question is, what lies are you believing about yourself? And you're like, what do you mean? Well, how about the lie like, "Mm, I'm not good enough? Or the lie like, yeah, nobody could love me. Or the lie like, I can control everything. Or the lie that... I don't know. What are some other lies that we hear people?
1: Um, My past is too bad to be forgiven.
0: My past defines who I am. Right. Those kinds of wrong,
1: but yes, that's lie.
0: those kinds of lies destroy and keep not destroy. They handicap Christ followers and they could handicap you for a lifetime. Those are the kinds of sore spots that the enemy has gotten into your life that he likes to just keep poking at. He likes to keep poking at him, poking at him, poking at him. Like for Jacob, Jacob, the man who was then named Israel, the lie that he was a deceiver. Well, he lived that life, but then his life changed after he wrestled with God. And for people to still, they changed his name because he was no longer the deceiver. He was Israel. And what lies do you believe about yourself? You've got to face them. You've got to flesh them out. And if you want to know what those lies are, you don't know what they are in your life, Ask your spouse, ask your best friends, ask your kids, because they will help you identify those things that you believe that are just plain and simple false. And it's the most powerful thing you can do because the enemy is helpless without deceit.
1: You know, and I really, we haven't focused at all on the subtitle of this, the book that we're, we're talking about lies. And I love this because it applies to everything. The opposite is living in the truth. And the scriptures are full of the truth about who we are. So, understanding that you maybe believe some lies about yourself, but then digging deep into the scriptures to find out what the truth is that God has said about us. And we recently, someone said to us, and we've started say, using this line: is the fact that if you believe that you are inadequate or that you have, um, you believe some of these lies then you are saying that God did not make you perfect or that you're doubting how God made you.
0: So you're saying God screwed up. That's what a lot of people say because right. not good I mean, they're enough.
1: not saying that, but that's truly the root. And, right. and so um, when you say that to people, they're like, well, no, I'm not saying that God made a mistake. So okay, so then, if he made you this way, how can you use this to glorify him?
0: It's a powerful concept, and that's just one of the things that Martha and I often talk about things like this on our marriage cruise. Now, Martha, the deadline is coming up for the marriage cruise and people and it's, it's March 30th through April the third of 2017, and people are going, Jim, it's not even the end of September." <laughs> that's correct. However, the cruise lines book up and when the when the rooms are filled then We no longer have places to put you because they do not put bunk beds on cruise ships on the top deck. They won't do that.
1: Or in marriage cruises.
0: So if you've got an interest in investing in your marriage, if you've got an interest in getting away for five days and four nights on the Royal Caribbean Brilliance of the Seas, headed towards Cozumel on those beautiful blue skies and blue oceans, then go out to iWorkForHim.com, click on the events page, or go out to iWorkForHim and click on the Cruise Your Way to a Better Marriage Retreat event Yes. We'd love to have you and your husband, you and your spouse join us next spring to work on your marriage.
1: That would be awesome. We'd love you. Love it.
0: Well, yes, we would. And I love you too, honey. That's cute. Oh, I love you. Uh, yeah. My wife is incredible. All right. You know, what we believe here on I Work For Him is that your workplace, it's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. But one of the things we miss about the light that we're supposed to bring to the places that we go is that our marriages and our relationships are supposed to be a light in the dark places. We're supposed to be an inspiration for how we handle relationships. It should go contrary to the world. In fact, Romans 12 talks about this. Our relationships should go along with Romans twelve too. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. Well, Martha, what are the customs and behaviors of this world when it comes to relationships?
1: Um, temporal. If it doesn't, if it feels good, do it.
0: Burn bridges. Don't worry about. It. There's always more people mm-hmm. out there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That there's no repercussions for your actions,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that that we just avoid conflict at all costs.
1: Or that it doesn't even need to. There doesn't need to be a marriage. Yeah. I mean,
0: so these are things, that's the way the world works. The scriptures are clear. Don't copy the behavior or customs of this world. Then he goes on to say, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. How today has God been working on transforming your thinking to change the way you think? How is he changing and transforming you as a person? Are you seeing any differences or are you stuck in the mud? If you are, get on your knees, spend some quiet time. How's your quiet time? Maybe your quiet time is meager or pathetic and your prayer time matches it. Guess what your walk with the Lord's going to be like meager and pathetic. That's not how we're going to transform this world. That's not how people in the workplace are going to recognize that you know, Jesus, our lives need to be a light. And that's why it's so important that we understand the lies that we believe so we can overcome them. Because the enemy is the ultimate deceiver. He is the king of lies. Mm-hmm. Carrie Libgren had a great song about the lies. I think
1: we the looked at great great that deceiver. before. Yeah, the yeah. great deceiver. That's yeah.
0: right. It's a really hard rock song.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you have from to the 80s. flip your head back and forth. From his
0: album, Seeds of Change. That's right.
1: Wow, you are just on top of it
0: i just that is the only album i think i ever got of his actually i don't think i ever got the album i think i got the tape might have been the eight eight track track. (laughs) ace stop laughing (laughs) i know you saw eight track tapes at the smithsonian but it's okay we understand okay so i just think just i just got this feeling today that we should tell people this oh dear yes i haven't told martha this but i'm gonna do it anyway we have been given the opportunity to get i work for him on radio stations across the country to bring the message of the fact that your workplace is your mission field to other cities, to other towns, to other states across the country and around the world. But we need a specific gift, dollar amount, in order to be able to get us on satellites, so we can get distributed to these other stations. Money doesn't go to us. It goes to another company. But we're really praying very specifically about this because we've had some people ask us, hey, how do we get your show on our station? And you know that you've been blessed. And if you know somebody that's capable of writing a check to help us out, I think I'm just going to put it out there that the Lord knows exactly what we need. And like I said, it's not for us. This is so that we can get this message out to other places. And so we just like to ask you to consider it. You could go onto our website and click on a donate now and donate an amount, but uh, but if you know somebody that's passionate and really understands this, or maybe it's you, help us out. The Lord knows exactly the dollar amount we need, and he's going to lay it on your heart. And if you can help out, it would be great because we know that there are people across the country starving for purpose and hope in their workplace.
1: Amen. I just want to clarify. I did know all of that. I just didn't know you were sharing it. So I don't want people to think that like I didn't know what was going on. so but um, one of the big heart parts of our heart is that this is not just a message for Tampa Bay. This is for all believers to understand that their workplace is their mission field. And slowly it's been getting out all over through electronic means, but not in a broadcast sense. So that that is what you know, this next thing is.
0: Well, and, and literally we have listeners. On, in every state and on every continent except Antarctica, but we're working on that next week. There's people We have friends of friends that are going to Antarctica. We've asked them to tune in. To I work for him when they're down there. Well, then we how can say, fun would that be? That would be totally fun. All right, so let's talk about The Lies That Couples Believe, a
1: book by Dr. Chris Thurman. The lie today... Oh, wait, was that by cue? <laughs> the lie is I can see my I can see my spouse for who my spouse really is. So, so what's this lie really about? Well, the lie is really about the fact that we cannot read each other's minds. We cannot know everything that's in each other's heart as much as we'd like to, and we think that we know our spouse. There are things we just can't know at that moment in time that doesn't mean that you haven't talked about it but um, it, you you just we're not all knowing we are not God therefore we make a lot of mistakes based on making assumptions and prep I was gonna say prepositions but that's not <laughs> the right, right word what Presuppos- she's trying to say presuppositions is that
0: often most of us have extraordinary leg muscles from jumping to conclusions. Oh, yes. Because that is a powerful, powerful thing never to do. Jumping to conclusions. It's never healthy in a marriage to jump to conclusions, but we often do that. We And, and so why is this? Uh, what leads to this distorted thinking about our spouses? What leads us to think that we have our spouses figured out? It's a God complex. We think we're God. We think, I mean, I've had men sit in front of me in a mentoring session and going, I, I've got her figured
1: out. I, I know what she's thinking. And I'm like, you're a fool. You don't know what your wife is thinking. Has a guy ever really admitted that they've got their wife figured out? We've had people say that across think, our kitchen table. I think table. they've said, I know what she's thinking. Oh, okay. But I don't think any guy... Safely ever has admitted that <laughs> they think they have their wife right. figured out. That may be
0: different, and I think uh, I know what she's I know what saying. I know what she's saying. Oh, singing. they say that all the I time. Know I know what she's saying. Oh, I know what and, she's saying. And
1: wives say that too. They say, "I know, I know what he's thinking."
0: <laughs> and he could be thinking nothing because we have a nothing box, or yeah. he could be clueless because we just learned recently we have a clueless box too. But it, it's not true. We don't know. We're not God. The only person who knows what's going on in our head, our heavenly Father. So, so, if you could just figure this out, we could be off the air. and We're done for the day. But the unfortunate part is, no. How many of you raise your hands out there if you think you know what your spouse is thinking?
1: Well, we wish we could see. Ace, you're not you married. Put they're... your hand
0: down. <laughs> Ace, if we got Tony on the line and I and 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 and, and we had the conversation with the two of you on the, on the air, you and Tony, would you say that in front of her that you think you know what she's thinking? No, no. And there's no way. I'm not a mind reader, and I'm not God, just as you guys said. Mm -hmm. And And the sooner
1: we learn that in life... And
0: he's very wise, because he just said those things, just in case Tony happens to be tuning in today. All right,
1: so... Oh, you know what? I wanted to go back to something that Jim said at the beginning of the show. For all of our listeners, you were talking about, you know, teaching people from our mistakes and things like that. The thing that we didn't say is learning what we're learning as we're learning it. So... I mean, we're, we continue to learn. This isn't just what we've learned in the past and the mistakes we've made in the past, but we talk about the things that we're learning as we learn them. Oh, only if you're going to be nice.
0: Horshack. That's what that from. Yeah, Yeah, but you
1: can't talk about whatever, unless it's something nice.
0: Just yesterday. Oh, dear. Martha and I are having a conversation and I asked her to help me with something and I thought she was getting uptight with me. And I'm like, why are you getting uptight with me? She goes, I'm not getting uptight with you. I'm like, but why are you getting upset with me? I'm not getting upset with you. I'm like, what's wrong? Well, I just don't want to make a mistake. I'm like, well, all of a sudden, this light bulb went off in my head. It went bing. I'm like, so all those times where I thought you were getting upset with me, you were really just trying to please me, which made you uptight because I had done a lousy job explaining
1: what we were trying to do. Because and, he thinks I can read his mind. Hence the conversation for today. Isn't that cool how God so uses
0: that? We've been married 30 years and three plus months. Today's, you know, you have three, mm-hmm. three plus months. And we, I learned something literally, people. Light bulb moment yesterday.
1: Okay, so the funny thing is, is that he shared that. We are mentoring a couple right now who's getting ready to be married. And he shared with them that we learned something about each other after 30 years. And I said, boy, that's really (laughs) encouraging for this young couple. Because, yes, they're still learning just the initial stuff about each other. But it is a lifelong learning process.
0: Yeah, because we change. But
1: it's a fun learning process.
0: Absolutely. That was a good thing to learn. Absolutely. Yeah. I I was ecstatic that I learned that that's what that face meant. There you go. Now, if I just could remember it between now and the next <laughs> now, time. Now, what was that face? <laughs> I'm like, oh, is she mad at me again? Oh, no, that's the other face. All right. So, we're going to do a little role play. We this are. is not a conversation that we have had, although we've probably had ones similar to this earlier on in our marriage. So, I'm going to play the part of Dan, and Martha's going to play the part of Cheryl. <laughs> But we're going to these are the tip these are seven distortions that couples fall into when they're having arguments. I'm going to start it off.
1: You never listen to me. I do too. I listen to you all the time. No, you
0: no, you don't. I asked you to get some coffee at the grocery store the other day and you forgot.
1: You asked me to get a bunch of things at the grocery store, and all you pay attention to is the one thing I forgot. Really? Well, that's a pretty big
0: thing to forget. You know I have to have my Mountain Dew every morning. Oh, I changed that. You know I have to have my Mountain Dew every morning before I leave for work. Aren't you making too big of a deal
1: out of this? I
0: didn't forget anything at the store that you wanted.
1: Oh, so I forgot what you wanted because I never think about you? Is that it?
0: How else am I supposed to take take it when you get everything you want and I don't get what I want? My Mountain Dew.
1: Well, you might consider not taking it as a personal affront.
0: Well, if you really cared about me, you wouldn't have forgotten my Mountain Dew.
1: Okay, so I forgot the Mountain Dew, and all of the sudden, I don't care about you? You've got to be kidding. The other day, I asked you to mail some letters for me, and they're still sitting on your desk. Does that mean that you never listen to me, and you don't care about me?
0: Oh, forget about it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. In the future, just don't forget my Mountain Dew.
1: Well, in the future... Don't forget to mail my letters.
0: How ridiculous was that conversation? How many of you (laughs) have had conversations like that in your home? Raise your hands. One hand on the wheel.
1: I I think take it a step further. How many people have had that conversation in their head? Because sometimes we don't necessarily say this, but boy, we think it.
0: We have not talked about head conversations in a while.
1: No, but this is exactly probably... This is exactly, probably, maybe, sort of, kind of where this maybe exact. <laughs> because of the fact that I may never verbalize to you and say, "You must not love me because you forgot to mail my letters," but that's how it makes me feel, and that is the. Is it really? No. Okay. <laughs> but that's what I'm talking about. I'm using this as an example of the fact that I'm we just checking. we often have those dangerous conversations especially about lies because we we want to have it by ourselves because it's safer
0: (laughs) well we have these kind of ridiculous conversations after nine o'clock at night after we've sat still for an hour watching some ridiculous television show because we were mellowing out and then we're tired and we start going upstairs to get ready for bed yes we have stairs here in florida and (laughs) uh, and then we have ridiculous conversations like this
1: well, and I think that people can relate to that in the sense that they may have it not only then, but also maybe when they're busy doing something else and their spouse is trying to have a bus- an important conversation where you aren't completely paying attention and that leads to a, a conversation like this where you it, you think hurtful things and you say hurtful things because you um, have really just not made the each other the priority at that moment. Mm.
0: It's Mm. a a, pot. I know. I know. That drives you crazy when I do that, don't it? No.
1: It does, too. See, that's where you jumped. See, your Mm -hmm. legs are going to be tired.
0: I could use some exercise. (laughs) All right. So there are seven, seven different distortions we demonstrated in that short little acting that we did.
1: Yes. And we don't expect people to necessarily know these names, but it's identifying them in your conversation so that you can try to prevent them from happening
0: all right so for the rest of the show we're going to talk about these seven but martha i think let's let's start off with the positive let's go glass half full how about that bible verse
1: i love
0: it she loves this bible verse which means does that mean there's other bible verses you don't love
1: no but this one just really resonates with me and i really love it and i think that everybody should think about putting this bible verse on a piece of paper above your television. I'm just going to say.
0: Actually, that's not what you said.
1: No, well, in no, the car I, today. Martha's, yeah, but it's an idea.
0: Okay. Martha's dad is probably listening to the show today. Ted. Hi, Dad. So, so we have a project for you. Martha would like you to make something to hold our remote controls in for our televisions and VCRs and DVDs. We don't have a VCR. VCR. DVD, <laughs> the internet, whatever, that, that is connected by our TV that has this verse on it because this is how we should filter mm-hmm. the garbage that we watch going on TV. And, Ted, we really think this could be a multi-billion dollar adventure for you. And you just make one, and we'll reproduce it.
1: There you go. So the verse is Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about such things philippians 4 8
0: how many things on netflix match that match that description mm. Mm. yeah
1: see don't you think that's powerful that It's very powerful it is it, wow i mean it could go anywhere oh, and if we acted like that towards to our spouses we TV. wouldn't have
0: it together on Tuesday. show
1: this is true there'd be no need to and we are going to go through that verse we are that's how we're gonna end our conversation right okay okay Oh, cool. yeah. All right. Cool. We'll, but, we'll do that. But we're using that. I mean, that is... So, th- again, we're talking about The Lies Couple B- Couples Believe, a book by Dr. Chris Thurman. And that is the verse for this chapter.
0: And the lie today. I've got my spouse figured out. I I understand. I can see my spouse for who my spouse really is. And that's a lie because we cannot... You are not a mind reader. There is no such thing as a mind reader. If there were mind readers, they'd be making a lot of money. Just like if there were people that really could predict the future. They would predict the Powerball number and get it.
1: Uh, But we all want to be able to see our spouse for who they really are.
0: I desire to know you so that I can please you. I don't want to really, I mean, I want to know you But not so that I can manipulate you. I want to know
1: you so that I don't frustrate you. She's just shaking her head. We're on the radio, honey. (laughs) Seriously. I'm working on not interrupting. (laughs) I didn't know if there was was more to come.
0: Okay. Sorry. We're giving away a copy today from mtlmagazine.com. 30 Ways in 30 Days to Save Your Family. Learning How to Connect with Your Children by Rebecca Hagelin. Call right now if you'd like to get a copy of this book, 30 Ways in 30 Days to Save Your Family. And if you want to learn to be intentional and engaging with your children, to grab them back into your fold, and pull them away from the outside influences and have you and your husband, you and your wife, be the number one influencers, or maybe you're a single parent, you be the number one influencer, call right now. Get a copy of this book. Talk to Ace. That's the highlight of the day. Call right now. 877-943-9673. 877-943-9673. All right. So we told you before the break that we would highlight the seven mental distortions that we demonstrated when we went through that role playing. But I'm thinking maybe we need to role play it again. You think? People are just tuning in right now that didn't they didn't get to experience it.
1: Okay, we're gonna do it fast, like those commercials where they do the little disclaimer at the end.
0: Okay, you ready? No, I don't have my page. you got it.
1: Okay, go. You never listen to me. I do too. I listen to you all the time. No you
0: don't. I asked you to get some out and do at the
1: grocery store the other day and you forgot. You asked me to get a bunch of things at the store, and all you paid attention to is the one thing I forgot.
0: Well, that was a really pretty big thing to forget. You know I have to have my cup of Mountain Dew every morning before I leave for work.
1: Aren't you making too big of a deal out of this?
0: Well, you didn't forget anything at the store that you
1: wanted. Oh, so I forgot what I wanted because you I never think about you? Is that it?
0: How else am I supposed to take it when you get everything you want and don't get what I want? Well, you might just, you might consider not to, ta- oh, that was your line.
1: Yeah. <laughs> might consider not taking it as a personal affront.
0: Well, if you really cared about me, you wouldn't have forgotten my Mountain Dew.
1: So I forgot your Mountain Dew and all of a sudden I don't care about you? You've got to be kidding, Jim. The other day I asked you to mail some letters for me and they're still sitting on your desk. Does that mean you never listen to me and don't care about me?
0: Oh, forget it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. In the future, just don't forget my Mountain Dew. Well, in the future, don't forget
1: to mail my letters.
0: That is a very silly thing. But
1: we have had arguments like that. How many of you have had ridiculous arguments like that? You have a lot of hand-raising questions today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Raise your hands. All right. So the seven ways that we mentally distorted uh, our, how our, who our spouses really are. The first one, these are some big words. They like have four or five syllables. Yes. Magnification. Yes. Well, Making a
1: mountain out of a molehill. She forgot his mountain
0: dew. And he's acting now. She, now he and he ties that into well, you don't care about me.
1: Yeah. Well, don't tie it in. That's a that's another thing lately. Oh, sorry. Right now, you're just it's making a mountain out of a molehill, taking something like forgetting an item on a grocery list and turning it into a mountain.
0: That's why you need to get an Our groceries downloaded app right off of. the Hey, internet. we could get
1: them as a sponsor because
0: it's a great app. It is I a never great forget app. anything. I never forget anything because it's on on the Yes, I am sure
1: there's tons of apps like that, but keep it in grocery list. But that's a great example because everybody can relate to that. So don't make, you know, we did that with our kids. We work really hard to figure out what things are not that big of a deal so that we only really die on the mountain of the things that are really, really critical.
0: All right, which is number two, minimization. The tendency to make a molehill out of a mountain. So something that's really a big deal, but minimizing it.
1: Sweeping it under a rug. So what would that look like? That would look like, um, well, in this situation, making a molehill out of a mountain. Okay, if I (laughs) said I didn't go grocery shopping at all. We don't need anything.
0: I don't know. (laughs) Well, I'm thinking, you know, practical things people see, maybe a a molehead out of a mountain. How about a husband or a wife that never is home for dinner? Mm -hmm. Like, well, it's just okay. We just make excuses for it. That's a huge deal. Dinner is the most important meal of the day, especially if you have kids, because your kids need to be interacting with you. But don't minimize something, somebody's truly bad behavior to avoid a confrontation. That's just wrong. All right, so magnification.
1: Oh, he a was minimizing her listening skills, were, which were actually quite good. So he was, he was, he he was actually making something, um, into a mountain. He was saying she didn't have good listening skills, and she actually did. He just in one situation she forgot something.
0: All right, personalization when you make it about you, but it really is about your spouse's bad behavior. Well, what's that like?
1: Well, she and it says here that she informed no that's the wrong one sorry
0: (laughs) well personalizations when 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 he doesn't take out the mail and it's related to the mountain with this is we're trying to go through this whole book we're not experts in this
1: well that, that her forgetting the mountain dew was about him it wasn't about him. It was about her just making a mistake, but he took it as an affront. Don't make it about you. It's not all about you.
0: Yeah. Have some children. Then you'll find out it's really not all about you.
1: <laughs> yes. Whew. Sometimes. The only time
0: it's all about you is if you're in politics.
1: Now, if it had been a bad behavior, it's supposed to be, you know, make it, and it, making it about whatever the bad behavior is. But don't make it some, you know, take it as saying, well, you did that to spite me. That's what personalization would be.
0: Polarization is another thing that they did in there. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: When you take a sometimes occurrence and make it an all or nothing occurrence, Martha and I have figured out that couples as a whole are extraordinarily good at using the words every, never, always. What else? All the time. All the stinking time. Every time. Never. Never. I mean, those are the words, and and, and they're never, ever, all the time. Only. Only the truth. Mm-hmm. They're not. So we won't let couples it, it use those words in our presence when they're describing behavior of their spouses. Right. Because it's illegal. Illegal, motion, five yards, redo the down.
1: Well, in, in this little scenario we were talking about, she says, I listen to you all the time. Okay, well, you can't possibly listen to somebody all the was time. Was that a man
0: saying that to his wife? No,
1: she said that to him. Oh, well, but cause Maybe true. He said that her forgetting it was because she didn't listen. Mm. He didn't even seek to understand why she forgot it. It truly could have been that, you know what, it wasn't on sale. And I know that the flyer just came out and tomorrow it's going to be on sale. So I'm going to go back and get it. Hmm, mm. hmm, hmm, things that make you go, hmm. So black and white instead of gray.
0: Well, I mean, here's the, we're nitpicking at our spouse's behaviors and it goes back down to the same thing we talk about all the time. Your spouse is imperfect, but guess what? Neither are you. Right. You know, stop worrying about the stupid little piece of scrawny sawdust in your spouse's <laughs> eyes or your best friend's eyes or your coworker's eyes and focus on the forest growing in your eyeball.
1: You know what, you just brought up a really good point. I well, you brought up a lot of them, but you said about your coworker and the point that w- the reason again that we talk about this on Tuesdays is because it applies at work as well as at home. So these same things when you're having conversations with coworkers, employees, customers, vendors, you know, again, the same thing especially in the customer service department, always never you know, this is your fault. This happened. Um, it's you know, we did this to spite you. you know, your your grill rusted, and it's your fault because, you know, whatever it might be. So that's how that's why this stuff relates. That's why we want to learn about it, but we get to practice it the most at home with the people we love.
0: How about the next one? okay? Mentally distorting who our spouses really are overgeneralization, the tendency to take a particular trait of your spouse and assuming it is always going to be that way. Here's the deal. You can't change your spouse's behavior. You can't change your employee's behavior. You can try to modify it. You can't change your co-worker's behavior. Whose behavior do you have direct influence over? Your own behavior. So it is extraordinarily unfair for us as spouses, us as friends, us as co-workers to assume that other people can't change because God can help people change. We can change, not on our own power, but we can change. And so it is important to not say, well, that's just the way they're going to be. Right.
1: right. So in the skit, it was the, well, in the future, don't forget it. Well, okay. Do, you know, do, do you really believe that I'm never again, ever going to remember to get the Mountain Dew?
0: No. Well, after that conversation, you'll never, ever forget it. But every time you pick it up, you go, I jerk. should
1: shake it. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> that was an evil thought. I can't
0: believe you said that out loud. Well, we are just role you playing. You wouldn't do that to my Mountain no. Dew, would you?
1: <laughs> Heavens no, because it would make a mess.
0: Just for the record, last night, your Diet Pepsi did fall out of the fridge. Two bottles of it. And I heard pu- you.
1: I heard. Oh, I quick ahead. put
0: it back in. Going. on. I hope she doesn't need one of these. <laughs>
1: Okay, so selective abstraction, which is focusing on one bad trait instead of all the great ones.
0: Your spouse is full of amazing traits. Your spouse is a creation of God. Mm -hmm. Why
1: are you so focused on one little niggle, one little frustration? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh. I know why. Because Satan wants it that way. And we have to remember that these are ways very simple little ways that Satan can get his foothold in there and distract us, irritate us, make us frustrated so that there's a wedge where there doesn't need to be a wedge. So I think that that's one of the things to really remember that we have, uh, going back to the whole deceiver conversation, you know, we have um, a deceiver out there who wants to wreck marriages. Or just make them mediocre or make them just tolerable. And boy, that is not the definition of a good marriage.
0: No, it's not. And the last mental distortion, of thinking about our spouses, emotional reasoning. Believing your feelings reflect the way things actually are. (laughs) That's when you start selling tickets to your dream world. When you think your feelings reflect reality. Well, it depends on your reality. But for the most part, our feelings have only to do with how we're feeling. They don't really have to do with reality. And often our feelings are skewed by other kinds of emotional disturbances like being hungry, being tired, being frustrated, getting stuck in traffic. I mean, The way you feel has nothing to do with reality most of the time.
1: Yeah, so that was when he said, well, if you really loved me, you wouldn't have forgotten it. Wow, that's painful.
0: So the lies that couples believe, this one, I understand and can see my spouse for who my spouse really is it's just not true and we're so twisted in this world because we keep repeating the behaviors that we see and one of the best things you can ever do if you want to really build up your marriage relationship stop watching television sitcoms on married people Mm. because all they do is talk about the dysfunction and and they demean people and it's it's just that is not an example you want to know what the what your marriage should look like Read the Bible. In fact, that's what we're going to do. Philippians 4?
1: Eight.
0: Eight. Go ahead and read you it again. You we read it again? I would awesome. like you to read I'd it love again.
1: To. <clears throat> Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Philippians 4, 8.
0: All right, so let's, in the, in the few minutes we have left, really talk about what those things are, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. L- let's let's go through that because whatever is true, we're supposed to see our spouses accurately as they really are. We're to guard against seeing things that are not actually there.
1: How do we do that? Well, look through the father's eyes would be one
0: way. Okay, I think sometimes we just don't understand our spouses. So how do we understand our spouses? We need to ask them. Ask some questions, and focus on truth. Not your distorted lies that are in your head. And do not. It is illegal because you listen to the show. It is illegal for you to have arguments with your spouse, with your coworker, with your best friend in your head. That is an imaginary person. It's an imaginary <laughs> it person. It doesn't solve anything. doesn't solve anything. It creates bitterness. And you always win the arguments. Because they're imaginary people. People used to take medicine and get shock treatment for doing things like that. <laughs> All right. So whatever is noble. We're supposed to focus on those things about our spouses that are admirable and honorable.
1: I think a lot of times just looking back to when you were dating will help you to remember what those noble things are.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Whatever is right. We're supposed to give our spouses credit where credit is due as far as they are in conformity with who God wants them to be. That was your cue. To, you're doing the color. Was,
1: oh, oh, I'm doing that. <laughs> the color. So whatever is right. I mean, complimenting it pointing it out the fact that they're doing something amazingly right yeah, don't
0: focus on the little things they made a mistake i'll focus on the right things now i'm not saying i figured this out because sometimes i'm stupid but we, and so are you but we, we're figuring no, i'm not telling it's that to even. martha i'm listening to that to you <laughs> i didn't say that you were stupid the listeners i mean especially if it's a guy we just make mistakes sometimes we just say the wrong things focus on whatever's right whatever is pure we're to think about our spouses in a morally wholesome and sexually pure way it's a fantastic idea Whatever is whatever's lovely we're to think about our spouse's pleasing attractive and agreeable traits our spouses are and our friends and our co-workers are amazing gifts from god these are people that god created in his image we need to focus on those amazing
1: things i don't have any color for that one
0: whatever is admirable think about our spouse's positive constructive and mature qualities focus on them praise them I mean, this is something that's really cool to do, but how often do we get caught up in focusing on the negative? That's why we got to stop copying the behaviors and customs of this world.
1: That's right.
0: So, in summary, Martha?
1: You know, get into the Word and be reminded of of who it is that you have this relationship with and how God created them and how God looks at them.
0: And if you're struggling with, with these things, talking about them with your spouse, memorize that verse, Philippians 4, 8. Memorize it. So every next time you're having an argument with your spouse or your best friend or your co-worker, say the verse in your head and go, ooh, okay, I'm off track here a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right, as we come to the end of another I Work For Him radio show, together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha, as we focus on the lies that couples believe, ladies and gentlemen, the enemy wants us to focus and dwell and swim in lies. We're here to present the truth. Your spouse, your best friend, your coworkers, they're amazing creations of God. See God's hand in them. Start praying for your coworkers and employees tomorrow. Join the I Work for Him Nation tonight. You've been listening to I Work for Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, we own our own business, but ultimately, I work for Him. him.